0: Hello, True Believer readers, and welcome to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. I'm James B., joined by Eddie, and how are you doing today, Eddie?
1: I'm doing great today. I'm ready to talk about some new villains of Spider-Man's. Yeah, it's so... about, you don't like the old villains? You think the old villains are I not... like the old villains, but I like new villains. All these villains are such good villains in these early ones. They're so clever. So, I'm excited.
0: I'm surprised how these... Villains who we're going to talk about today are going to have some extreme longevity. These are going to be villains who we'll see uh, make it to the uh, Sam Raimi movies. If you did not uh, track that, they they're going to be in uh, movie two and movie three. So these are these are some of the first villains we'll ever see on screen in today's episode.
1: Well, that's that's why I'm excited because we're going to see them a lot more. <laughs>
0: Well, the first villain we're going to talk about today is going to be Dr. Octopus, and the second will be the Sandman. So we're going to start things off. It's actually just called Spider-Man versus Dr. Octopus. I like to rate the titles, and this is below average, Eddie.
1: Not impressed. <laughs> I, I, you had mentioned this is not your favorite, and so I, I, I'll have to agree. For, for such a good book, in my opinion, it, it could have been a little better for the beginning. The
0: title's just the title. Okay. But July 1963, Spider-Man versus Dr. Octopus, which is going to be an incredible issue. And uh, it starts off as Spider-Man, basically, he's defeating some common criminals, and uh, he complains... He needs tougher opponents. Spider-Man has a problem often where he puts his foot in his mouth and says things that are going to come back and bite him, and I think this is one of them where he says, I need tougher opponents. Um, So meanwhile, over the next three pages, we learn some stuff about Otto Octavius. This is his name. Uh, He's a regular scientist, but an explosion causes some brain damage, and the artificial limbs that were attached to him fuse to his body, and he turns evil. Now, this is uh, a character that a lot of people... Uh, probably know who he is. Even if you're not a big fan of Spider-Man or reading the comics, you probably know who Doc Ock is. Uh, Peter is on the job for uh, now magazine slash uh, the daily bugle. And he, um, he has to get some photos of the injured scientist. Like that's his job. Go get some photos of the injured scientist. So he puts on his Spider-Man costume so he can get over there quickly. And he looks inside the building and he sees, Oh no, Doc Ock is about to hurt someone. And, uh, Spider-Man leaps into action, a battle ensues. Um, Doc Ock, though, he just busts through Spider-Man's web. Uh, he taunts him, he uh, calls him Superman, slaps him, and uh, essentially discards him. And uh, and Eddie, um, th- the first nine pages don't go so well, and do uh, you want to pick up and let us know what happens after this?
1: Yeah, I, Doc Ock is so dismissive of him. I mean, he just chucks him out a window rather carelessly, and then, uh, in the next part, Spider-Man, I should say, is on the ground and takes off his mask to expose Peter Parker's face. What do I do now? I've never been beaten before, but this time, my spider powers were not enough. Is this the end of Spider-Man? Which begins, I don't know, For the how, how many times is Peter Parker worried about whether this is the end of Spider-Man or not? But but James B. says he's been beaten. Did He, he got beaten by the Vulture, right? Did he get... Shoved into a water tower.
0: <laughs> uh, he's been beaten also by uh, the Tinkerer. He captured him too, didn't he? I think <laughs> there was... he did. It he also like... got captured by the Fantastic well, Four briefly. He's basically been foiled by every single villain he's faced. I mean, technically, even the the shuttle almost gets him. The little uh, space capsule, right? You That's know? true.
1: Well, I, I'll say I I seem to I always remember this. He is a young man, and he's dealing with problems that you know young man young men might have including, you know, forgetting what happened a couple of days ago or whenever, he, whenever things are going on. And he has a lot of emotions, and he feels he's, he's been beaten. You know, this is the end of Spider-Man. He's, he thinks this is the first time he's been beaten. So Spider-Man's having a crisis right there, and Doc Ock goes back in the atomic lab. It's amazing how dexterous his arms are and how, you know, clever he is with moving the arms around and doing things takes over the lab walls it off there's some generals that are like we've never had this problem before what we will what will we do and big debacle at the atomic lab and poor peter parker is is back at home and aunt may's there and uh he's he's very sad about you know being defeated by doc ock and he thinks i won't be able to get the pictures of you know doc ock too so peter parker's it's not in good shape uh, at the end of uh, whatever page I'm on. Whatever, page 12, what I was talking about. Uh, James B., you want to tell us what happens after that? Because we get an appearance once again of everybody's favorite Fantastic Four character in Spider-Man comics.
0: Well, I want to tell you first, Eddie, that um, I'm looking at Peter Parker on, on the phone. He's, uh, Mr. Jameson, no, I won't be able to get the pictures of Dr. Octopus. No, I probably won't be able to get any more. Yeah, goodbye. Eddie, that's what someone looks like when they've lost their favorite test tube. And like you said, um, he goes back to Midtown High, and fortunately, Eddie, the Midtown High girls let the audience know that the governor has asked the Fantastic Four for help. Peter is, init- excuse me, is initially not impressed. However, inspired by the Human Torch, who's making his second appearance in three issues, <laughs> Spider-Man battles Doc Ock again, and over these five pages, he defeats him, with a little bit of science and uh, smashing right, Eddie right across the jaw, and that's it. Game's over. Doc Ock's done.
1: <laughs> it's o- it's over. He's hanging upside down in one of like the best ways that you know Spider-Man defeats villains. But but after that, I, I one of my favorite panels in this whole book is when the Human Torch is talking to the doctor, and he's like, "The doctor's like, well, your temperature's gone down because the Human Torch was sick, I guess," and is. Temperature goes down when he feels better. I, I would think the Human Torch's temperature goes up, right?
0: Flame and fireballs, <laughs> Eddie. I don't get it.
1: <laughs> I, I, what is the biology of the uh, Human Torch? I guess, I guess he's he's normal in this regard, and that a high temperature would be bad for him. But yeah, one of my fam- favorite panels after that, and this fight scene with Doc Ock, it is fantastic um, for me because Spider-Man whips up some chemicals into like a web bola and like throws it at doc ock (laughs) you know how much i like when spider-man makes things out of his web right james b
0: i do know that that is your favorite thing (laughs) but you know doc ock's gonna be back eddie he's gonna cause a lot more trouble but um i don't have anything particularly else to add about this particular issue do you have something you want to say before we move on
1: i think i'm good other than, I think the human torch's temperature should go up when he feels better. But yeah, I'm good.
0: All right, noted, noted. I'll I'll see what <laughs> I can do about that. Uh, before we before we go on, though, Eddie, uh, do you have time for me to squeeze in a quick sponsor break?
1: I I, I love sponsors, James B. I'm ready.
0: All right. Well, um, although i am like to keep my sponsor around, we do seem to have an issue with keeping sponsors, and we have a new sponsor for this uh, for this. Why would
1: that be? <laughs> Anyways, conti- I- I'll go ahead and continue, be Sorry.
0: This is the sponsor's time, Eddie. <laughs> Eddie, when it's out of whack and out of warranty, what do you do? Well, just call the Tinkerer Repair Shop, and they'll tell you when to bring it in and how much it will cost. They repair most major brands, discounts for senior citizens, and important people. With prices, Eddie, as low as a dime. That's Tinkerer Repair Shop www.tinkerer.com. Eddie, do you have any Are broken? You... Do you have any broken stuff around your house?
1: I, I do. I have several broken electronics. Are we? But we're sending we're sending the people to the tinkerer's repair shop, James B. That's. What...
0: Well, if we send important people, Eddie, they'll <laughs> fix things for as low as a dime. That's
1: true. They, they but... might think we're in cahoots with the tinker. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you, James B., for the sponsor at the Tinker's Repair Shop. Tinkerer. Please don't beat me up with the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, James B., that was a fantastic sponsor. I'm ready to move on. Anytime Amazing
0: Spider Man! <laughs> episode, uh, excuse me, Issue 4 Nothing Can Soft the Sandman. It's from September of 1963. We good, Eddie?
1: I'm good. I'm okay. ready. Sand Eddie,
0: is- Eddie, we don't we don't always talk about the covers and the inside page, which is called the splash page, but the cover, Eddie, of uh, Amazing Spider-Man four, it really it it's like, hey, let me show you in the cover everything you need to know about the Sandman. Uh, it shows four panels. The first one, the uh, the Sandman's yelling, Spider-Man, no big deal, and then Spider-Man tries to grab him in the second panel. Again, this is on the cover, and he can't grab him because he's like dissolving into sand right in front of him. And then he punches right through the Sandman, and the Sandman's like surprised, and Spider-Man's already shocked because he couldn't grab him, and then he's pouring sand all over him, and it says on the bottom, now, can Spider-Man defeat a foe who could not be injured? Don't dare miss. Nothing can stop the Sandman.
1: Uh, all right, all right. It's much better than the Doc Ock one. It's, I, I, the, cover, the cover doesn't leave a lot of mystery as to how Spider-Man and the Sandman are going to fight, but... It is a different type of cover, for sure.
0: Eddie, in this issue, Spider-Man, I don't know when the book Minority Report came out, but Spider-Man tries to pre-arrest some thugs and uh, reacts a bit too soon. Because you can't arrest thugs who haven't thugged yet. So... It, you know, kind of backfires on Eddie. Did you see this in the beginning of the book? It
1: is. It is fantastic to have the criminals calling for the police at the beginning of this issue to try to arrest Spider-Man as he's he's trying to preemptively. I mean, they do look super suspicious, but I, this is it's kind of a problem with Spider-Man too. That I think it, why people would feel uncomfortable with him in general. He has superpowers. He moves around the city. He's not—he's not kind of governed by anything in particular, and doesn't answer to anyone. So, it—it—it it, it makes me think about like, well, like you know, Spider-Man's actions are really up to only Peter Parker's morality. And as stated before, he is a young man; he is liable to make mistakes and do things wrong. So, it's—it's it's definitely an interesting way to kind of open the comic, and then also really get. You know, as Peter Parker, as a character, thinking about what he is and isn't allowed to do as Spider-Man.
0: I'm thinking, uh, Eddie. You familiar with the Red Scare and McCarthyism? Because I think that's what we're looking at here. It's like, hey, you look like a thug. You must be a thug. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna My. arrest you for 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 looking thug-like. I mean, Spider-Man. Uh. It's kind of bad. Kind of bad here.
1: This, this this is getting very heavy here, James B. I'm I'm ready to move on to the Sandman because the Sandman is right. very entertaining in this one. And I was I ready like to move a lot of things he says. Too.
0: I was just trying to do a summary, and you just took it down that path. I was like, I, <laughs> well, if you're going to go there. I want to play that game. I just want you know the listeners <laughs> to know. Like, look, he tries to pre arrest some thugs. Like, next <laughs> sentence, all right?
1: Okay, sorry, James B.
0: It's all good. Um, <laughs> tries to get out of there. He's running around, and uh, he fights a Sandman and we quickly learn all his powers which we sort of already knew from the cover and i want to add really quickly by the way that cover with the panels on it you're not going to see a cover that ex- that has panels on it for for years eddie it's going to be amazing spider-man 140 will have the next time you ever yeah. see like that much information on a cover so this is this is not going to happen for another you know 13 years but um it, it's, wow. you know he you see all the same cool. things he tries That's- to grab this man he tries to punch the sand man he turns into sand uh, I'm reading this as a reader. I'm thinking this this guy is this guy is amazing. Uh, Peter does rip his mask at one point. And he has to flee, but before that, he he has a thought bubble where he says he can change his body as easily as Mr. Fantastic. Only Sandman isn't on our side. Uh, a couple of things I wanted to talk about there. First of all, it's interesting that apparently he's reconciled with the Fantastic Four, who. I, I, he doesn't really have a good relationship whenever I see Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four, because like considers them on his side. But also, Eddie, what do you think? Uh, who's winning in a fight, Mr. Fantastic or the Sandman?
1: Go. Uh, what an interesting thought. I, I like Because they kind of have the same powers, right? The Sandman can move around like Mr. Fantastic. Um, I, I assume, you know what, James B., you may have to help me a little bit, because my Fantastic Four knowledge is... Uh, not as deep as Spider-Man since I've been reading Spider-Man here a lot more, but I assume Mr. Fantastic can harden himself like the Sandman can, if he has to, to like, nope. it's, it's, Spider-Man has a, he can swing his fist and he hits the Sandman in this comic and it hurts his hand. So, well, that that's one up, you know, on Mr. Fantastic right there. And then, I know mr fantastic could like hide if he wanted to but i love the panel where sandman is running away from the police and just turns into a pile of sand (laughs) over the money he's stolen and like i just think it's it's such an such a great tactic that he has that he can essentially just disappear and turn into sand at any time and hide for however long he needs to hide At at least at this point you know i don't know how long he can stay formless, if that's a problem for him. Once again, James, you may need to help me out there. But I, I'm going with Sandman. Sandman, pretty much all the way over Mister Fantastic.
0: If the Sandman runs into Mister Fantastic, it's kind of like Mister Fantastic is like a big elastic band. He can like take the hit and, you know, and launch a Sandman back. Um, they can both squeeze into small spaces. Uh, I guess a Sandman's better ability is that he can harden. Because Mister Fantastic cannot, yeah. he, But Mister Fantastic has kind of unbelievable stretch powers, so he could be like, "Hey, I'm on a building. There's a building a half mile away. He could stretch to it." You know what I mean? Like the Sandman can't really like. He can almost fly with his power. It's like strength versus flight. You know, he rips his mask, and there's a montage, Eddie, of uh, Peter Parker not being able to sew, which is kind of weird after Amazing <laughs> Fantasy 15, where he was this amazing store, uh, excuse me, amazing sewer. And then we get Flint Marco's backstory. Uh, we see Aunt May worrying about Peter and we see um Spider-Man's web ruining J. Jonah Jameson's pants. Uh, we also learn Betty Brandt likes Peter Parker. There's just Wait so a much minute door.
1: right there. James B, this is this is the best. This is the best for me. I gotta stop on this panel where there is a pantsless J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> in one of the in one of the little <laughs> the panels in this comic. And it's just a fantastic Hilarious and quite shocking, I think, for the vintage of this Spider-Man um, to see J. Jonah Jameson in the office, pantsless, talking. Peter Parker's handing him his new pair of pants, <laughs> and I love that Spider-Man's just like a young man playing a practical joke <laughs> on J. Jonah Jameson. So, <laughs> sorry, James B. I had to talk about that great panel right there. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you noticed. Uh, same
0: exact pants, by the way. He has like purple striped he, pants.
1: I, he, he I striped know. Pants. He, he's like a real car- cartoon character.
0: Um, But I was going to say we learned that Betty Brand, she likes Peter Parker and that Peter Parker has a date with Liz Allen. So there's a there's a lot of things going on here all at the same time. Um, I was going to ask you which of these things, the dating, the ripped mask, the sewing of the costumes, the damaging pants. But I have a feeling that damaging pants, of course, um, is your favorite. Let me just uh, let me just wrap this story up real quick. The um, right. The, the Sandman, um, he's hiding at Midtown High. The cops are, like, tiring him out, so he hides there. He just runs in the school. He sits around asking for a diploma. Spider-Man shows up and vacuum, <laughs> vacuums him up. Yeah, that's that, that's, that's the scene. end of the Sandman. This I, this I'm incredible villain who can't be stopped, Spider-Man <laughs> vacuums up. Something really clever that Spider-Man does is he doesn't have any photos, so he throws some sand in the air, and he fights the sand that he's flinging in the air and takes pictures of it. <laughs> and then sells them back to Jameson as photos of uh, of him fighting Spider-Man which is kind of kind of sneaky i mean you know little, little what do you think you like it or is it really cool
1: well calling into the ethical dilemma i guess of Peter Parker a little bit about selling authentic photos or not uh, I, I don't know J Jonah Jameson doesn't seem like the most honest man so getting one over on him one time by Peter Parker is, is no problem with me no problem no problem for me.
0: Well in the last five pages uh, that I was talking about after he after he does that and he has, has his fake thing um, spider man stands around uh, the American flag is blowing everybody loves Spider-Man except for you know Jay Jonah Jameson of course. The police drag the Sandman's body away, and everything turns out okay, except for the fact that he goes on his, goes to get, catch up with Liz Allen. And um, not, not Flash Thompson, by the way, but another young lady says, well, well, look who's here, Mr. Bookworm of 1963.
1: Oh, man, the insults in this one are, are quite a few for, for poor Peter Parker. <laughs>
0: yeah, and, and he, he takes a couple hits for this. Because he was un- unavailable during the battle, because he was Spider-Man, Liz makes other plans. There's a panel, the second to last one, Eddie, and there's a lot of stuff going on in that. Do you want to take a shot at some of the things that the kids or the people are saying? I, Just a couple of them. I,
1: I do really like these kind of panels where it gives us kind of a, a feeling, a, a sense of... Well, I like this panel for because it also gives us some vintage looks at what you know Spider-Man's reality was at the time when this comic was written. So we see a, a bunch of different types of people and some people, you know, the children... Um, don't you wish you were spider-man and then another kid's like give me the human torch any day so the children you know they may not be thinking about spider-man wanting to be spider-man but they're thinking about superheroes in general and then other people are back and forth if you ask me that's right who knows who when spider-man may turn against society which as stated before, is kind of a theme throughout this one from the very beginning. When he's trying to capture criminals who haven't committed crimes yet, there's you know there's a lot of question marks around Spider-Man uh, at this time. He's still a fairly new um, superhero, and I'll just say one more thing, James B. Peter Parker. He's got his he's got his umbrella in his hand. Do you remember who handed him that umbrella, James B.
0: I do because it was the line was now now Peter can't be too careful, can we? Here, take your umbrella. It may <laughs> rain today
1: but i don't did it rain in this in this book james (laughs) me
0: i do not believe it rains in any of these issues
1: ever (laughs) oh aunt may but peter's a good boy he listens to his aunt very well and carries his umbrella great great issues
0: if you like these issues or if you don't like these issues you can send (laughs) us a message to let's read spider-man at gmail.com we're done having a barrel full of fun eddie
1: so, am I allowed to say so long, brainwave?
0: <laughs> Don't be a costume pest.
1: <laughs> How about oh, oh wait, uh, who's the wise guy? Yeah, oh, that that's music? not a very good one. Hear I that music better. playing? That's <laughs> our
0: that's our fade out music. We need All right, glamour like... boy. <laughs> okay, skinny. Goodbye.
1: I have so many. As a taxpayer, I demand <laughs> Demand it. J. Jonah Jameson. I bet he's not oh, am I supposed to be quiet? Sorry. No,
0: you can keep <laughs> talking. I just use this He's
1: he's he's how much how many taxes is J. Jonah? I know this is the sixties, so he's definitely getting taxed more than he would get taxed now, but J. Jonah Jameson. He's he's gotta be quite a wealthy man demanding things of his taxes. <laughs>
0: What are you talking about? Demanding things taxes? He
1: says. He says in here, J. 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 Jameson says, as a taxpayer, I demand it. Um, when it's like, go after. He's talking to the police. He's like, go after Spider-Man.
0: What's in his file on Spider-Man? He's like, bring me the latest bulletins about Sam Man. I want my. I want the file on Spider-Man. Like, what's in the file?
1: Man, that file should be so fat.
0: But what's or in J. 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 the file?
1: <laughs> It's just a big picture of it's it's like a bullseye with Spider Man's face on it that he uses. Are they pictures?
0: Is there pictures that did Peter take them? Did he take all the pictures (laughs) in the file?
1: Oh. Ooh. That would be that would be juicy. I mean he needs them for his newspaper and magazine. This is an industrial strength vacuum. It's not just any normal vacuum. (laughs) It's it's for a school. Yeah. Well, it's a, he, it, it's not is it it's portable? I
0: and Sandman's looking days, for it. Man. Sandman's making so many comments about trying to get a, a diploma that he goes, "Here's your first part of your education courtesy of your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man." And he sucks him up. <laughs> it's a good line.
1: This is a there's a lot of good lines in this one.